Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best-selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hey Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors, who is Lit Verified. Hello Tribe. Have you ever heard of Anima Mundi Herbals? Well, I have to tell you, you know, in my life, I've traveled all over the world, trying people's products, experiencing them and seeing how they operate with my body how connected they are to me on a deeper spiritual level and the way I feel about how they're produced and created in this world. One of the things that I love about Anima Mundi is that they're founded in Costa Rican herbalist community. It's a female, black, indigenous people of color owned and operated business through master herbalist Adriana Ayeles from Costa Rica. When I connect with a product and the reason why I share it with you is because I see results. And when I get results from a product, I have to share it with the tribe because I know that it's going to benefit your life as much as it's benefited mine. I love the fact that their products contain zero fillers and binders and also that it's pure botanical powders teas it is the most powerful apothecary that i've run across in my travels in life and i love how they give back to the community to bring support for education and helping people with farming productions and creating remedies and benefits that people all over the world in all walks of life Anima Mundi is not just a product. It is literally uh, earth medicine. And it is so good for your soul because the moment you put it in your body, you can feel the results. So I don't really need to tell you anything more about this amazing company. What I can tell you is that you should have this on your shelf in your home for your family so that you can continue to live a healthy and vibrant life. If you want to have the most amazing products that touches your soul on a deep level, you can check out Anima Mundi and you get 15% off by typing Shaman Durek. I love you so much, tribe. And I want you to feel as good as I feel when I put anything into my body. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hello, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm Shaman Dirk, and in the studio with me, I have my beloved, the soul of my heart, 
Princess Martha Louise. Welcome, my love. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I, as your fiance this time. Yeah. Like you are my fiance. You know, it's so funny because I keep calling you girlfriend and then I forget like this is my fiance. But you know what's really great about it is that I feel that now that we are engaged, I feel this bubble of love completely surrounding us where you, it's much more solidified and it feels more grounded. What do you think? It was it was uh, actually a bit surprising to discover because I hadn't like thought of it before we got engaged. But the energy like totally changed from us being girlfriend, boyfriend, like this kind of energy. And, and then suddenly we were like together and more solidified and grounded as a couple. It's like, it's us now. It was very different energetically, which I, had, I hadn't actually thought of before. I think it's very interesting because of the fact that I could actually feel the energetic shift that took place after I put a ring on it. <laughs> if you like it, you better put a ring on it. <laughs> I've been having that song in my head ever since. But no, seriously, putting a ring on your finger was the greatest thing. And it, it, for me, it really was not about... You know, a lot of times people think the ring represents ownership. But to me, it was representation of solidifying our power and our energy and our spirit together in this beautiful... Um, uh, you know, it's hard to explain it, but it's, it, I felt this wave of energy move through me, you know? What did you feel? It was very emotional. I mean, when it was so beautiful, we were at this horse farm and it was under this amazingly big tree. It was only the two of us. And you went down on one knee. It was very emotional. For both of us. Oh yeah, I was I was crying, and I don't even know what came out of my mouth. I couldn't even I couldn't even recite it to you right now, because I was crying so much. <laughs> I was just so. But you know, when it comes to relationships, right? Because our journey in our relationship has been quite an interesting journey, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, ups and downs. Yeah, a lot of ups and downs, but the ups and downs were not so much about our relationship as it was our relationship to the rest of the world. Yes. What do you think is the main focus and foundation um, in building a, a good foundation for a relationship in the beginning? You know, for me, I think the most important thing in our relationship is that we're very transparent and truthful. Like that's the base of our relationship. I know that I can tell you anything even how painful it is, horrible it is if I've done something, you know, wrong in some way or anything like that, if, or, or just the happiest thing. I can share it with you and it's very, whatever we have done and whatever we share of emotions or things that have happened, it's very transparent and truthful. And I think to be able to say that to you without being judged because you are so non-judgmental and you, you meet everything with this you know extreme love and unconditional love and so I feel so safe in that relationship with you 
that I, I feel embraced whatever I am, whether I'm angry or snapperella comes out. We call we call me snapperella when I'm snapping, <laughs> being like... Yeah, uh, I, I coined that name, by the way, because is. I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not doing a Jurassic Park plug, but maybe I am. Um, but the thing is, is that, uh, you know, I made up a little dinosaur name for you, you know, like you're like snapperella. And I'm like, watch out, everyone. Snapperella... He hasn't eaten today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it feels so safe to be embraced with the whole of me, whether I'm like vulnerable, crying, and if there's some, you know, something that's come up, whether I'm triggered, angry, you know, you, you, you hone all of that. And I find that so fantastic in our relationship. And, and I hope I do the same to you, you know, and, and that we have that way. And and if we get triggered, we work through it and we move through whatever is there, you know. And I think that's also very, very important so that we both feel safe that we can share whatever. You know, it's interesting when you talk about that because, I mean, and I'm just letting everybody know at home, I wasn't always that guy. You know, I wasn't the guy who, when I got triggered, I would look at my triggers or I would take responsibility for what I'm saying and how it affected her or just listen. I was raised in a very male chauvinist type family as far as the men in my family bloodline. And they were all about that women, you know, had their place and men had their place. And I was raised to not really listen to women and to to respond um, to women in a way that was, uh, I would say, nurturing and loving and supportive. And so it's something, it took me many relationships and many years to be able to get to that point. And of course, I'm still learning every single day. But what I love is watching us go into some type of a dispute or argument of some sort. And I love catching myself. I that and and if, and, and if men, if you're listening, the art of catching yourself, uh, you know, and realizing that you are completely like just not in the right place when it comes to love, and just catching yourself being that most chauvinist guy, or catching yourself, you know, uh, you know, you know, talking over your woman, or you know, or whoever you're in relationship with, it doesn't matter if it's a male or a woman, uh, catching yourself started becoming a spiritual art to me, you know? And the, every time we would go into those situations, I, I play this game with myself. How fast can I catch myself, take responsibility, own up for what I did, learn and listen to you, and then be able to reflect it back to myself so that I don't make that mistake? And also he knows that I'll catch him if he doesn't catch it himself. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Dating a girl who has uh, psychic powers like you uh, definitely does add a little bit of extra to the relationship. Yeah. That's been a bit surprising for you, I think. Like, or uh, it's yeah. been like a, a new experience, I guess. Like, yeah, and- it has. Because I've dated, I've dated, you know, men and women who have not had that psychic awareness and the ability to speak to spirits, the ability to have high levels of empathic energy that can feel my emotions at that very like very quickly, you know? I mean, when I say psychic abilities, let me give you an example. <laughs> I'm sitting and getting a mani-pedi at the mani-pedi place, right? This is a wonderful place in Los Angeles. And she I'm is on sitting the on the other side of the place. I'm sending a text message to one of my bros 
okay? Which is something that she didn't want me to send, but she could have thought of anything. She walks over to me, not even looking at my phone, not even seeing what I'm writing and goes, don't write that to him. She knew exactly what I was writing. I said, what am I writing? She basically told me exactly what I was about to write. When I say psychic powers and like on that level, that's how the level she actually rocks on. Because, and it's nice and it's also uncomfortable because I'm so used to the being the one who has those visions and has those abilities. So it's very humbling for me to remember that you do too. So when I go to speak, I catch myself because I'm like, oh, I'm telling a little bit of an exaggeration. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, the spirits are talking to her and telling her the true story. So she's going to catch me. So I just better backtrack right now and tell her the true story <laughs> instead of the exaggeration. And it's not like I'm lying to her. It's just sometimes I like to embellish a little bit of color, a little bit of pizzazz, a little bit of this, you know? And that's just, I think, uh, a part of me being an American. We always go big, go large. And with her, she's, you know, Norwegian. And they're very like, facts, 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 facts which has been really refreshing, you know, because, and I'm telling you, I'm still getting into it. It's the whole understanding of being able to, to give space to your partner. What do you think about that? I think it's a bit like a dance. Like one person's leading for a while and then the other takes a bit over and then you lead again. And it's like feeling each other all the time and like being in tune with each other. And that's what I find so amazing with being in a relationship with you because you're in tune with me. Like I can walk into the room and you're like, what's up, babe? Are you okay? Like I see your energy is low or you're sad or, you know, and I've always wanted that. I've always like wanted to have a person like you as my boyfriend, as my fiance, you know, like <laughs> who, who saw all that and who, who could see me from that perspective. Um, and to me, that's very, very special. And to me, that's like something I really need from my soul. You know, um, and I and I guess we all have different talents, and we all have different things we need from a partner or we need in a relationship. Um, but the most important thing I find is that you know, whatever kind of relationship you're in, that you make each other better, and you make each other grow, and you grow together, and have the same kind of goal you're going for. Uh, so that you can, and you don't have to have the same kind of job or whatever. That's not what I mean. But it's the connection, the the soul path, you know, that you're you're taking this journey together as a couple that is walking on the same track and, and walking in the same direction, moving in the same direction, I would say, not walking, but moving in the same direction with spirit and with our physical bodies and with, you know, our relationship and our emotions and, you know, what we move through and what, how we grow and, you know, because we can, we can make each other better and many relationships we can't, they pull each other apart, you know, and I think to recognize what builds you as a person before you go into a relationship um, is really important. And also to like be steadfast in who you are and not let go of different parts of you to fit into a mold of what the other person wants. Because if you have to do that, then that's not right. Then that other person is not right for you. And so I think it's really important that we we discover who we are first, you know, and and don't give away parts of ourselves to fit into somebody else's image. Um, because the only one who's who's 
going to um, be sad or unhappy in that in that place or in that space is you in the end. Although you think it's happy in the beginning. But so it's so amazing to, you know, meet you who I can go in all directions with. And I find that like really refreshing and wonderful and beautiful. You know, you know, I just love looking at you and you're so wise. And I love, I love just, you're just so wise. It's so beautiful. Sorry, I just had to take a pause for a moment, catch my breath. (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I agree a hundred percent. You know, for me, what it was for me was I grew up in a family where my mom left me when I was a little boy. My stepmom was abusive towards me. The only person who actually gave me love was my sister, Angelina. Um, so I never trusted women. I trusted women to a certain degree, not to a place of deep core vulnerability, but I trusted a lot of their wisdom because of my sister. So that made it easier for me to be able to listen, but I needed to listen more. There still was this part of me that was a bit resistant, you know, because I always go into this idea that you don't really care about me. You're going to leave me anyway. So why do I bother, right? When you came into my life, you broke down those walls, those, those, those very strong masculine walls that I put up, which is, I can't cry in front of you. I can't express my emotion. If I get upset or something bothers me, I got to figure it out on my own. Um, I can't tell you the things that I feel insecure about or the mistakes that I make because you're going to leave me or hurt me. And so that was a process for me, you know, and you made it so easy for me. And I, I really appreciate you for that because you made it possible for me to feel safe being vulnerable and still being a strong man. And I, I, I was so sad the first time I realized that, that, you know, many men uh, feel that. And I think many men do. And that men, women, we women uh, want our men to be macho and, and everything, but we kind of want them to be a bit emotional and everything too. But then when you're vulnerable and like uncertain or anything, we feel our mountain, our steadfastness, our, you know, the solidity in our life is smoldering. And so we need that because we're put all our energy into that instead of our own grounding and stability. Um, and then, and so we, we feel we, you know, we can't be there for our man when he is crying. And I think that's really sad. I think we need to like have large arms and carry each other in those or be there for each other embracing each other not carry each other because we need to move through it and walk ourselves but we need to like be there for each other in those moments and I hope like women can wake up to the fact that men are insecure men are need that nourishing energy too and they need to be for safe in being vulnerable and they can't be this tough guy who's their mountain all the time, you know? And I think that um, that is, and it also brings you really close to your man. I just have to say it brings you really close to your man if if you manage to be there for their vulnerability without, without you being scared because you don't have to be scared. It's just it's just an emotion moving through. It's, it doesn't mean that it's going to be like that forever. And I think 
you know, like how much that has healed you. They're like, you're not laughing when I'm crying. I'm like, why would I laugh when you cry? Like, why don't you make fun of me when I cry? I'm like, but I think it's great that you cry because you need to get all this emotion out, all this sadness and, you know, everything you have stored in your body, you need to get it out so that you can shine even more when you come through it. And that's why we're here for, you know, like to help each other through all of those things. At least that's how I see a relationship um, and how a successful relationship works at least for me, and I know it does for you too, that we, we are there for each other in that way. And I, and I think we have over the years that we have known each other, refined it. So now we come more directly to the point and moving through it than having all this resistance and denial and because we're both like, no, that's not true. Like, I know, I know what's wrong, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. like, and then in the end it's like, uh, uh, okay, maybe I don't. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll have to walk out of the room and I'll have to think about it and then I'll, I'll come back and I'm like, okay, you were right. You know? I actually think it's funny when you walk out of the room. Yeah. Because then I call you Stomparella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And, um, it's, and it's also so funny because you also walk out the room when you get like really mad. You walk out, but he's much too quick to come back because I'm still mad because he takes like 10 seconds and he's like, I'm sorry. I know I've done, uh, I'm wrong and this and this and this and this, you know, and I'm like, but I'm still angry. You have to go out longer, you know, leave because <laughs> I'm not, I haven't worked through my issues yet. So like move it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. true. And when you go stomparella, I go I start laughing. So I'm just like you're like stomping on the floor and walking out <laughs> and I see this little angry child who's like really stubborn and upset and I'm like that's an interesting walk. Can you do that on the catwalk? That's really cool. <laughs> and then you just start laughing and then we end up solving the situation. But, you know, I've always, I, for me, because I've been in relationships where it's been very tumultuous in other situations in the past where there was a lot of, you know, um, back and forth bickering and yelling and, and, you know, all of this stuff. And I, as I matured myself out of those relationships, I realized that the reason why I was going through that is I was trying to defend and defend and defend and defend instead of listen and understand. And so that was a very strong maturity for me. So when I got in a relationship with you, I promised myself I wasn't going to do the same thing. I wasn't going to stay in the room and bicker and argue because I think bickering argue serves no purpose. And it's just me trying to um, cover up my insecurity or me trying to win something or have some power over you. And then... Or blame something on somebody else. Or blame else. someone, yeah. yeah. Instead of actually acknowledging your triggers and saying like, oh, what does this actually come from? Why am I triggered right now? Which I think, you know, like we, we, we do quite well with that these days. Oh, yeah. Like when we were in New York... And and you really pissed me off. And I was so angry. I was fumigating. Oh, I was fuming. I was fuming. I was like on fire. And I just remembered like, I got to get up from this table right now because I don't ever want to say a word to you that was not other than I love you or how beautiful you are or what a goddess you are or like how wise or smart you are. So I need to get off this table because I realized that if I have to come to a point where I'm going to say something derogatory to you and disrespect you, then I'm disrespecting myself and I'm disrespecting the divine spirit because the divine spirit brought us into each other's lives. So I need to get up from this table. And I remember my friend was there and he looked at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going for a walk. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
<laughs> said, no questions asked. I'm taking a walk. I mean, everybody knew he was mad. It was, it was, not, it was very, very obvious. Yes, <laughs> it was very obvious. You could see the fumes coming off the top of my head. And I was like, I'm going for a walk. And I just decided to take a walk around the block. And I was like, why am I triggered? Why am I upset right now? What's really causing me pain? Let's remove uh, Martha out of this. Let, let's remove her. And let's look at where the trigger came from. Why is it affecting me? Where did it come from? And then I was like, oh, this is something my stepmom used to say to me. And this is how I felt about it. And this is where it's coming from. Martha doesn't know that. She doesn't know that she said something that my stepmom said to me that triggered me. So when I get back to the table, I'm going to explain to her my trigger, explain to her what upset me, apologize for anything that I may have said or done that has made her feel uh, fearful or whatever it may be. And then let's have a beautiful dinner. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah, and what happened when you did that was that, oh, when you take responsibility for that, I also see that I, you know, do that. I, I, because in this particular circumstance, um, I was like, yes, but you have to remember. He, he was like really happy about something that he had just experienced, and I was like, yes, but you also have to remember, blah blah blah, you know, and taking it a bit down, right? Which I thought was really clever at the time, and he just like lost it. Um, and so then I also, you know, when you took responsibility for that, I was like, oh, yeah, but I do that a lot. Why do I do that? Why do I have to like take things down a notch instead of just being there in your happiness for you? I have to be like clever because clever, that's how I'm, I'm brought up to be clever and like say, yes, but you have to remember, da, 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 da. this is not so good. You know, it's like, because otherwise I'm not clever, you know? And so that was, and that was such an amazing experience as well, because then it's like, when you take responsibility, I actually can take responsibility and see what I'm doing too, without having that attack on me, you know? So it was so, uh, yeah. And then it has evolved from there. And I think that's, you know, some of our core issues as a couple, apart from having fun together every day and laughing together and humor, for me at least, is very important. Humor is very important for me too. I I laugh. I think I laugh more with you than I breathe. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely say that. Yeah, for sure. Because we laugh nonstop. We're laughing at everything. We play video games and we think something's funny in the game. We start laughing. We're laughing at everything. We, I say, and plus I'm like a jokester. I'm a comedy guy, you know? So I'm always cracking jokes and making jokes all the time about every single thing you can imagine. And, um, and then she laughs at things too that like I do. You know, I'm a very expressionate person and so is she. And so it's really funny because we, we have our strange expressions. And sometimes it's just because we're sticking our tongue out at each other or making faces on the phone or making faces on the other side of the room. And it's just, I always feel that, and this is something I really want everyone to think about when it comes to relationships. If you don't feel like you can let that little child like come out, and be with the little child that you are in that relationship with, then something is not right. Because laughter, joy, play, and being free in that space keeps the energy and the vibrance and the passion and the, and the playfulness and the fun alive. And also, just to add to that, one of the things that I really love in our relationship is how we're willing to explore new things together. 
Like we took a pottery class. I've never, we did pottery class when I was a kid, but it was in school and I was making bongs and like all kinds of, you know, clay things where people can smoke things out of and stuff. I was a skater punk kid, right? But the interesting thing is we were making bowls, even though, and I have to say. Oh God, here we go. This is really funny. Go on. Well, well, yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying that mine's was the best in the class. (laughs) <laughs> but the point of making is, it was, it was, I was, I looked at everyone uh, else's. This is so funny because we're in the class and the teacher is going like, there is no like wrong or right in this. There's no like, you know, everybody does their expression and that's great. That's fantastic. And we're all beginners. Like, so everybody's like, some are crunching it. Some are like, and I'm like, okay, so how do I do this again? Because I did it when I was like really little, but like, I can't remember how I do it. And Mari's like, well, I'll teach you. And I'm like, no. The teacher will teach me. <laughs> Thank you very much. He's like, look at my fantastic thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and I thought, I thought, I think it's so cute because he's the uh, irritating kid who's like, mine is so amazing. And I was like, yeah, but mine is actually quite nice too. <laughs> you know, <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it's just so sweet. It was just so sweet when you had and you know, that's your inner child coming out like you know, can anybody see my beautiful thing that I've made? <laughs> like, but know, I was so, like, well, it was so funny because I didn't know I had that in me. Yeah. And you kept pointing it out. Yeah. But I guess it just came out naturally. Cause I get when I was in school, I was the 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 the, the teacher's pet type guy. Like I was the guy who was like, you know, every time we did something, I was like doing, you know, look at what I did, you know, kind of thing. And it just came out of nowhere. But what I thought was funny is that we were little kids and I was like, well, I can show you how to, to, you know, put the hole to make the (laughs) the thing into a bowl in a vase. And you're like, "Uh, no. And I was like trying to reach for it already to do it. And you like pushed my hands away. And then I would raise my hand and be like, teacher, come here. Can you tell me, isn't mine the best? Isn't it the best? And everyone's looking at me in the class. And this is like, everybody is fantastic. You know, the teacher is like, yes, yours is nice too. Everybody is wonderful you know this is just an expression of who you are <laughs> right now it was so funny oh you're so cute you know, I love every part of I you I love every part of you it's the moments like and the first, my favorite thing in the whole class was cleaning up everything yeah like, I love that about you too because I'm so not like a cleaner I'm seriously not like a good housewife I'm not. No. No. Definitely not. And Dirk is a really good cleaner. <laughs> and and I feel so loved. That's also a thing. Like, you know, like the, it's the emotional connection. But sometimes it's like you feel loved when people do stuff for you and, and you, what, exactly what you need. And and I would like go to bed exhausted, you know, and we're together. And he would like clean the whole kitchen so that when I wake up and get the kids to school or whatever, it would be all flawless in the kitchen, which I just like, that's kind of, that's love. You know, I feel loved when, when that happens too. And there's different ways of showing love. And I think it's important, you know, that we find people who has the same language of love that you actually understand when I'm giving you love and that's just something you don't really appreciate. Um, then, you know, like really, this is me giving you love and me really appreciating it. Yeah, I love taking care of you and the kids. It's, it, it, it brings me joy, you know? And, and it's great. It's so great for me to have a system in the home. So when the kids, you know, come home, you know, it's clean, they feel good. 
you know, everything is nice. You know, uh, even me, I go and I wash the clothes. Um, even though I'm still learning how to use that washing machine. Uh, so it doesn't very wash that much clothes, but yeah. Well, I wash some clothes. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> once or twice, once or twice. <laughs> I, I won't toot my horn so much. Um, but my, my my thing that I do the most is clean, is clean yeah. and organized. You're so I'm good an organizer that. and cleaner. But you know what I love is that we take these adventures with each other. Like we're like, okay, we're doing our part right now. Let's do some, let's do a welding class. Let's do a, yeah. a you know, a glass blowing class. Mm-hmm. Let's go surfing. Let's do this. The thing, the only thing I won't be doing is the polar bear thing with you. But the thing I'm saying <laughs> is that this, and that's okay. We'll leave the polar bear thing out. <laughs> Let's go to Svalbard, Spitsbergen, uh, which is an island not almost on the North Pole, which is the most beautiful place on the planet. And I'm sure you would enjoy it if you're there. But 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 I understand. You can all go with Princess Marta to, <laughs> yes. to polar bear land <laughs> and learn do all her spiritual things that she'll put you through. She'll take you dog sledding up into the mountains and she'll make you learn about yourself spiritually. You and see, go to glaciers. Go and to glaciers. Amazing. It's so beautiful. It's the most beautiful place on the planet. And I will not be there. <laughs> Never. For the very reasons that a polar bear sees me and might think I'm a seal. And I still have that in my head and it's not going anywhere because it's true. And even though she doesn't believe it, when you see it, nothing but white people walking around on an island and there's one black guy comes and the polar, go, the polar bear looks at me and goes, dark meat. I've been waiting for that. Let's get let's get our let's get our our napkins and let's go for it. So there's always a little side joke I always make with her because she's always wanting me to do certain things and she's much more adventurous than I am, which I think is very interesting, which I think is sexy as well too because I've always been attracted to like Wonder Woman and like women. Like when I used to play video games, I always chose like a female character who would always have like magical powers and all that. And then she's exactly that. I mean, this woman is like. Jumping horses, racing cars, like, you know, cross-country skiing, winning, you know, the Guinness World's record, like all these things. And I just sit back and I'm just like, amazing, babe. Amazing. Would you see me do any of those things? I mean, yeah, I ride yeah, horses. Yeah, I would you ride horses. And you I ski, used to race cars. And you race cars, yeah. So. But I'm learning to ski better, though. Yeah, but you're, you're very good for a beginner. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's much more adventurous, but I definitely will get into the adventure with her. But I love the fact that I think what's really important in a relationship is that you take time to do things together as a Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. and in your relationship. Like when we paint with the kids all together. Like that's so much fun. That's amazing. That's actually a really good exercise to do. That's actually really nice because your personalities really come out and they do it. Mm. And, and you have like a big, what's it called? Canvas. Canvas. Big canvas. And you have all the colors and you're gathered around it and anybody can do whatever they want on it. That's the part that I don't <laughs> agree with 100%. Because I think that if you have a canvas, everyone should have their corner. Yeah, but then you don't make a picture together. Because then it's all like, this is my part. Because then you could have your own canvas. The whole point is that we're making it together. And see, that that pointed out that part of you that wants to be in that corner, you know, and who got a little bit upset when my daughter was like, over your thing after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I created this amazing Egyptian corner with like Egyptian temple and with eyes and all these really beautiful, you know, like onks and everything. And then she just comes over and paints green right over it. And it, and it may, but the thing is that it makes a beautiful 
uh, piece after you're done. We did have a beautiful piece. Yeah. Yes. And it and it was it, was, it and it's so cool because you see all these kind of personalities. One one person was like all over the place. One was like in the corner. One was like adding things to the others. And one was like, oh, I have a plan of what I'm doing, and nobody else knew what that was. You know, you could see all Who these was that? things. Mod. Oh yeah, Mod. Yeah. Well, what was mine? You were in the corner. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like adding small things to the, the other. Right. <laughs> and Leah was like uh, particular, you know. And so we're all like, and then you have you have all your personalities coming out in this in this way together. And yeah. it's so cool to see all these different things. In the end, you have this is us right now in this second. And then you can do different themes, like you can do love, let's point paint love and what do you think about when you do love, you know, and then that'll be a different theme probably. And you you know, you can do whatever with it. And I, I find that so fascinating how we express ourselves together. You know, one of the difficult things for me being a shaman is that everyone thinks that when you're a shaman, everything in your body is supposed to be perfect. Everything is going to be perfect. Because why? Because you're the shaman and you should be able to heal yourself. But, you know, that's not true. And that's a false myth. Because it doesn't matter if you're a healer or if you're a shaman, if you're a doctor, it doesn't matter if you're a lawyer, it doesn't matter if you're an artist or a dancer. Your body gets affected in this world. And then I came across Wisdom Health. Wisdom Health gets me the access that I need to amazing holistic and functional medicine doctors for more than half off the industry average. For me, someone who travels around the world and speaks on stage to hundreds of people and does television and I have so much stress and I need the support to someone to help me to maintain my health and my body. And ever since I was able to work with a functional medicine doctor, my digestive problems, my skin breakouts, my chronic pain, all of it got better because they found the source of what was causing those situations in my body. So many people out there who have been misled to believing that their conditions are incurable just because there's not a medication for it. The truth is, digestive issues, autoimmune issues, chronic skin issues, chronic pain, diabetes, hormones, you name it, are all reversible. Wisdom doctors help you to generate a personalized plan to address your chronic health issues. They use diet, lifestyle changes, and target supplements to help you address the real underlining health issue, not masking it with medications. I have to live my best life being who I am. And I know that when I got involved with Wisdom Health, I knew that I had the support system that I was looking for for a very long, long time. It's time to optimize our body. It's time to make sure that we understand the root cause of our gut and our microbiome and be able to create something different for ourselves from anxiety to nagging depression. We need to understand how to create better health and Wisdom Health does that. Wisdom is just $29 a month and you can book your choice of amazing practitioners from anywhere in the country. Join Wisdom today and use the code SHAMAND. 
go to wisdomhealth.co backslash shaman d or use the code shaman d when signing up to get your first two months of your membership for free that's wisdomhealth.co slash s-h-a-m-a-n-d or use the code shaman d when signing up tribe i'm telling you we can't keep trusting the system to fix our health problems It's time for us to look elsewhere. It's time for us to gain wisdom for a betterment of our lives. And that is Wisdom Health. Love you. Yes, I think expression is so important. And I think that when it comes to building a solid foundation and relationship, for me, and then this is on my part, when you meet someone, it doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl, if you're really interested in that person, don't wait to tell them you're interested, but also start the process of courtship. Because courtship is so important. And I think we lose those beautiful qualities that come from the ancient times. You know, when I first met Marta, I went into courtship with her. Courtship is beautiful because you can keep it going in your relationship. There's not a day that goes by when I'm out and about. Sometimes I come into a shop, I see a beautiful crystal or a necklace or some kind of diamonds or something. And I go, you know what? I think she would really enjoy this. Or, you know what? I like these dresses. Let's hang this up in her closet. So when she gets home, she sees these beautiful dresses. You know, I think bringing surprise and element of surprise and relationships and keeping that energy alive is so important because it's always like reminding that person in just the small little ways of how much you love them. And it doesn't have to be this big, grandiose thing. Even just sometimes I'll walk past a bush and see a flower and pick up the flower, you know, and and create something for her, you know, because I think that when we think of those moments, you know, like I cook for her and the kids, I do that because I love them. I love her. I want them to sit down. I'm a bad cook. That's true. <laughs> and um, I, I do. <laughs> we'll be taking that class together as well. Yes. Um, doing that, you know, watching them eat the food that I make and seeing the smiles on their face and, you know, knowing they're going to sleep with a very warm meal in their stomach, you know, is really pleasant and nice. And I really enjoy that. It, even though when I'm in LA, my niece, my niece Natalia does all the cooking because she's the the chef, the Italian chef of the house. Uh, but she's literally, she's so good. And especially her her boyfriend, Pietro. I mean, it's like I, I get transported back to Rome. I'm like back in Rome again, living in Rome. So, but the thing is, I want to ask you, what was the thing that made you feel something for me? And then I'll tell you what mine was. That's, that's a difficult question because I kind of knew from the beginning. Um since I said, I know you already, when I walked in the door. Wait, you're telling me from the moment you walked in, you you knew? No. I, that we were going to be together? No, I didn't know. No, I didn't know that we were going to be together then. I got very fascinated the first time I met you because uh, you were very truthful and straightforward and what many people are. And I love that. Uh, and you were very good at like seeing things. 
because I see things so I can like check in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you mean a little bit um, or um, a lot? <laughs> honey, uh, can you ask the spirits? Honey, can you ask the spirits? Honey, can you ask the spirits? Honey, can you ask the spirits? And then I'm like, honey, can you ask the spirits? <laughs> honey, can you ask the spirits for me on this? Can you ask the spirits on this, babe? <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so so I w- and, and I mean, after I met you the first time, uh, I was like, do these people exist on this planet? I've been looking for this kind of person my entire life. I knew this kind of person existed, but I've never met one before because like you showed me your powers, you know, you were like moving energy around and and I knew when I was little that that was possible, but I never had anybody to show me or that kind of level of of energy, you know, work. Um, and so I was just like so overwhelmed when I came out from there because it was like I'm um, getting emotional because it was it was very special. Yeah. And then I and then I just really uh felt that we never caught up with each other and I just loved talking to you and we would talk like for three hours on the phone and we would, you know, laugh constantly and we still do. Yeah. And um and I think um it just felt so nice and safe and homely to be around you. And it just felt like we never had enough time together. Because um, you're my best friend. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, so from there, it was a very big step, really. But I don't have like a pinpointing... Um, I, don't, I can't pinpoint it to a certain, oh, that's when I knew I was in love with you. It was kind of like a, an expansion of my heart, I think, it felt like. I could pinpoint it because I'm a Scorpio. I'm pretty pinpointy. We have a pinpointing tail at the end, you know, shows us <laughs> the direction in which to go. <laughs> I remember watching you with your kids. You already had me because we, I was courting you and we were friends and we were talking a lot and getting to know each other. And every time you were around, I just felt like, wow, this is a woman. But it was when I saw you being a mother, the nurturing of your children, the time that you spend with them, and not just like for a mother to have one child, but to have three children and have very three different types of needs and desires because they're so completely different from one another and how you would take the time to be there for each and every one of them was something that was so remarkable to me. And there's only other one other woman that I love who does exactly that. And that's my sister, Angelina, and how she is with her children. And the devotion and the love. And that to me is such a a remarkable quality that I didn't have growing up as a kid from my own family, my own mom, um, or my stepmom for that matter. I did from my sister, but you know, she was my sister. So we always had that sibling and rivalry type stuff going on. But watching you showed me the core of who you were. And I used to always say to myself that if I'm ever going to be with someone that I'm really going to invest my life in. It's going to be a a woman who is powerful, wise, who can check me from my bullshit, is not afraid to stand up to me, someone who can teach me new things, someone who can help me grow from patterns of things that I've gone through that was painful, 
someone who I can have fun with, someone who doesn't try to change me or make me something that I'm not, who just accepts me. Like, I'm going to go play video games, babe. I want to play action figures. Will you play with me? Playing action figures with you is so much fun because you have such a creative mind. And I love that, you know? And you like other girlfriends I dated, other guys, they were like, I was like, you want to play action figures? They're like, are you a kid? I'm like, yeah, right now I am. You don't want to play? You don't want to build a fort with me? They're like, no, this is so weird. You're an adult. I'm like, that means you're not seeing all of who I am. And you always saw who I was. And I always saw who you was. But when I saw you with your children, it sealed the deal for me. It it, it changed something inside of me. And I was willing to invest even more to get to know this amazing woman. You know? And I think when it comes to relationships, and you, you tell me what you think, my love. I think looking at the qualities of not uh, what you're doing for the person, but more how they make you feel is so important. What are your thoughts, my love? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and in all kinds of situations, how they make you feel. Because if you have a pattern of your partner always putting you down or you're allowed to expand or you're allowed to, <clears throat> excuse me, you're allowed to have success, but to a certain level, for example, in your work or that you, you, can, you, can, you can be successful, darling. You know, for a woman to be, for example, more successful or earn more money than the man, for example, is not normal. Um, and sometimes women do, you know, earn more or they're more successful than their husbands. And I find a lot of times that the husbands are like you know, that they're taking their wives down because they can't handle that. Um, and and to have, you know, you who, whatever I would do, whether I earned more than you or less than you, or whether I was this or that, or whether I was sporty or not, you know, you accept me, whatever I do. And that is is such a, such a wonderful feeling to know. Um, and I don't feel that I have to live up to a certain standard um, that you've set and I have to reach that standard every day and I have to be a certain way every day for you to be satisfied, you know, with, oh yeah, right, that's right, I can love you now. Um, and I think love is, a lot of love out there is based on that kind of love that mm-hmm. you have to yeah. contribute with something. I have to make you feel a certain way and then you'll be nice to me. But if I don't do that to you, then you won't be nice to me because then you don't, you know, you don't show love. Yeah. If I'm meeting your expectations or if I'm meeting the things that you've put in your little checkbox of what you think a good relationship looks like. I think for us, and I think this would be a great lesson for others to think about is when we talk about transparent love, right? There's nothing to hide from her. But the transparent love goes even deeper than that. It goes into this understanding that I'm not here to change her. I'm not here to look for things that she does that irritates me. If she wants to chew gum and and make smacking noises, if I have a problem with that, then I have a problem with myself. It's not about her. If I'm if people like a lot of times will look for little things to get under their skin and so they can build a story of why they want to get out of that relationship. If I'm not every single day looking for more reasons to be in that relationship, then something is not right. So loving you unconditionally, holding that space, excuse me, 
holding that space the way you hold that space for me and how we hold it for our friends and our family members, being able to say, you know what, whatever you choose, whatever you choose to be, whatever you choose to do, you know, go ahead and do it. Live your life. Be you. We love you unconditionally. Whatever you decide to get inspired by, we support you. And that's how we are with the kids too. You know, your daughters are so, um, you know, Maud's written a book. She's done so much activist work when it comes to suicide. You know, Leia, mental health. Mental health. Yeah. You know, Leia is, a, a, you know, has started off doing makeup and now she's got her own line and she's in, you know, doing... No, up- she doesn't have her own line yet. I thought she, she did the um no, the colors. She yet. doesn't no, she doesn't have a, her own line, but she is an influencer and she is um uh yeah, we have to take that out because yeah. that's not Okay, like, let me start all over. Yes. Okay. With Leia, she's an influencer, you know, she's creating things, she's modeling, you know, she's doing the things that she loves. And then we have Emma, who is, you know, in love with the horses, you know, on the national team, you know, and we never have to motivate them. All we have to do is stand there and just give them love and show up for them. And that's how I am with you. And that's how you are with me. We're not sitting there. Well, you motivate me a little bit more, you know, in that sense, because I have a stubborn side. But I the, do too. Yeah, you, have you to do motivate too. Me I have too. to motivate you yeah. too. But I think it comes from our generation. Whereas because we're so aware of that, we show up for the children and give them that unconditional love space to explore and be who they are. And I think that's really important when it comes to a family and parenting is to be able to create that space, you know? But I also, what I also love too, is that our families are very integrated. You know, I love your family. We have a great time together when we're together. We laugh, we have fun, you know, and you love my family and, you know, you're completely integrated in my family and we have a great time together. And I think it's important to be able to have that type of solid solid family connection because I'm a family man. So I could never be with someone who didn't have a good relationship with their family and vice versa, you know? And I think that we start to build very strong understandings of who we are when we're able to to be in that type of space and be surrounded by so many beautiful friends and so many family. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. But um, I just want to get back to uh, our proposal because I want you to tell about my ring because it's so amazing. Your ring, yes. <laughs> so I, you know, when I decided that I knew that I was going to spend the rest of my life with you, I decided that I was going to um, contact one of my dearest friends because we have a strong connection with Mother Mary together, and she's such an amazing jewelry um, designer and um, just makes the most exquisite jewelry. My friend Joy and literally sat down with her piece of papers pencil we di- i didn't want anything she's ever created and i didn't want to go and buy something in a store that was created i wanted to create it myself with her of course so i got to sketching all these ideas and really utilizing the knowledge of our history you know uh one being your mom's crown which is emerald I wanted to make sure... Tiara, you mean. Oh, sorry. Tiara? What's it called? Tiara. Okay, you're educating me. (laughs) Tiara? Yeah. Tiara? Tiara. I don't know what you say in America, but in English, it's Tiara. We call it crown. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, whatever you're that thing you wear on your head when you're walking with your robes and stuff, that's a crown. But it, we'll call that's it a small. tiara. Tiara. Like, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, and um, so I wanted it to match that. I wanted it to connect to the Viking um, heritage that we both share, you know, on my mom's side and your family's side. Because you wanted to get both lineages, like my mom's uh, lineage. Yes. And the Viking lineage. That's yes. Sweet. Yeah, so we created the base as a shield representing the Viking shield with the knots in the back. And on the side, we put three diamonds representation of your three daughters. Uh, we sourced the emerald um, in Brazil, the most highest clarity emerald and diamonds we found. Um, so we wanted to put the emerald and we wanted it to be um, to go upward. So there, it looks like it's in its own kingdom, which represents your heart. So it's like encasing your heart. And then we made it with rose gold with the like the strongest, most beautiful um, uh, rose gold. And we put the diamonds around and we had the diamonds cut into pyramids, the four corners representing earth, air, fire, water, and also representing our past life in Egypt when we were husband and wife and this king and queen. And the pyramids also representation of the elements of the directions and the elements and we love the, on the side, the, there's a Viking knot, which represents um, the eternity of love. The tying, you know, the tying. The tying, tying the knot, did you say, when you get married, right? That yeah. comes from yeah, the Vikings like where they actually they literally st- tied people together. Yes. With a rope. Yes. Yeah. So we wanted that on the sides. Yep. And I wanted the diamonds to go around it to encase the emerald. And I wanted to find the highest source of everything. So that way it just shimmers when you wear it and for me and joy it was such a joy putting i mean such a joy because she is a joy uh (laughs) to put it together sketch it we sketched it i did so much i like went through all the different princesses rings i went through all these different jewelry shops looking at the designs and so forth before we could finally solidify the plans for your ring and it took at least eight to nine months to 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 make but it was worth the wait. And in, in, in the craftsmanship that Joy creates is absolutely yeah, outstanding. If anyone ever wants to get a ring, you should definitely check out my friend Joy because she's sick sickalicious. Um, but seriously, uh, I knew, like I had this and I remember, I remember showing it to Gwyneth and Gwyneth, uh, we were at her house and I was having dinner and I, I, she goes, I want to see the ring. And I showed it to her. She literally almost dropped her, like just, she just, who was drinking something, she almost dropped it. And she's like, oh my God, Brad, take a look at this ring, you know? And, and it was really funny because every person I showed it to was like so like blown away by the ring, but I've never done this before. So I was, I was like, I just knew that whatever ring was going to go on your finger, it had to match you and everything that I see in you. And it had to be for the princess, the most beautiful princess in the world. And I wanted it to reflect the love that we have. I wanted it to reflect uh, the beauty of you and the splendor and the awe and, and just the, the transparency of, of your heart. And so that to me was more than anything. So, so yeah, so, you know, and I, it was funny because holding on to this first, you know, after I asked your mom and dad for your hand in marriage, which was a self its own feat, uh, holding on to that ring and not being able to show that to you and just waiting for the day that I was going to be able to put that on your finger it was just like, was so intense for me. 
you know? And then even the funny thing was, is that I had put it in a safe. Oh, yes. And the safe is electronic safe. That's like, and I didn't know this safe because I don't, I'm like, oh, because usually safes, I just open, you have to turn a bunch of knobs and stuff, but this one's electronic and I never had an electronic safe and it was a new safe. So I put it in there and the electronics broke. And, but it's funny because my friends were over at the house and they're like, can I see the ring? And I was like, sure. And good thing I checked because if I had to open up that safe on the day, it was never going to happen. And we wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to. Because it didn't work, did it? It didn't work. it. It didn't open. So I had to have a safe guy come and like drill a hole into the safe. I was having a meltdown. Literally, my niece, Alexandria, was like, Uncle, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm going to get this done for you. It's going to be fine. And the guy drilled it and I was like cutting it open and sawing it open and finally got in and I got, I got the ring. And I was like, oh my goodness. So, and I wanted, I wanted, um, you know, I had so many ideas for you to, you know. Our, oh God, yeah. I mean, the first Vinter. one I had, which was really cool, I thought was cool because we both love Disneyland and we love Star Wars. I mean, you know, you named your daughter after Princess Leia. I mean, come on, you know. So I thought, oh, this would be great. We could have a, you know, a proposal in, in, in Disneyland and I, you know, I can call one of my friends up who's really connected to Disneyland. So I was like, called my friend Holly Madison. I was like, Holly, I have the best idea. She's like, what? I'm like, we're going to do we're going to do um, the proposal at Disneyland. She's like, oh my God, that's great. I'm going to call the heads up at Disneyland right now. Let's get this thing going. So I called the heads up, had this big meeting with them. And they were just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's shut down one side of the park and do this whole thing at Disneyland. And then... Um, have all the princesses parade. Well, yeah, Mickey. I was going to have all the princesses come <laughs> out. And I was going to have this princess dress made for you and this prince outfit made for me. And I was going to have uh, the magical Mickey, you know, come out with his hat, you know, the sorcerer Mickey. And I was going to have him wave his wand and have a bunch of celebs and everybody there and make it this really cool thing. And then they'd wave the wand and then they'd be like, I'd be like, honey. And then Mickey would pull out the ring and be like, you know, and make this whole thing. Uh, And I love Disneyland. Yeah. As much as you do. We love Disneyland. We love taking the kids and the whole family, my whole family, everybody to Disneyland. And the new Star Wars exhibition that we loved was like, oh, Amazing. You know, amazing. Yeah. And we're going to definitely go to Disneyland yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that you call me up on the phone because having a psychic girlfriend has, you know, its benefits. And she calls me up on the phone and she's just like, um, so I was meditating today and the spirits told me something and I just need to run it by you. And I'm like, okay. She goes, so um, spirits told me, and I don't want you to take this, you know, I don't want you to, you know, take this personally or anything, but... I just need to ask a question. I was like, yeah, babe, go ahead. And she's like, so spirits told me that, are you planning on proposing to me at Disneyland? I was like, no. Like, what makes you think that? That's crazy. Like, who would do that? No. And then, you know, just because I said that, she already knew. And she goes, you were going to propose to me at Disneyland. You cannot do that. You cannot propose to me at Disneyland. <laughs> this is the royal proposal. You cannot do that. And I was like, well, we love Disneyland. And I, was not, you know, I wasn't going to propose to you at Disneyland. But I had a thought about it. But I wasn't... You, know, you caught me, of course. <laughs> and every proposal that I had planned, she caught me. Like she knew what it was. And I just got to a point where I was like, wow, she's going to guess all my proposals. And now she's going to guess the ring and she's going to use her powers to figure everything out. So now I got to start using some mojo and start like practicing my mind and getting into my mind. And and every time I feel her tapping into my mind to figure out what the ring is, I'm going to create a whole different look in my head. So every time she goes in, she's going to get the wrong image. It worked. 
<laughs> and then I'm like, and I'm also going to like trick her with all the places. And that didn't work in the beginning. But then I was like... You got it in the end. I got it in the for end. Sure. I got it in the end. I got a few places. Though. In the end, I was like, okay, I know what you're doing, Derek, but please don't change it because I really like what you're doing. Like it's by the lake in the mountains and you're like going to all that out there. And I think that's gorgeous, babe. Please let us do it in nature like that. And he's like, okay, you figured it out. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm like, no, 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 please don't, don't change Yeah, it. and then I started creating three on top of one. Because before it was just like one plan, one plan. I call people up. I'd get it all situated. I get my family involved in it. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, you know what? She's going to guess it. So let's put three plans together instead of one. So she'll get confused and she won't know which one it is. And that's how we got you. And it was great too, because I wanted to create something intimate. And for me, intimacy... For you know, our, what what is the thing that connects to our soul on both levels? And it's horses. You know, we both ride. You know, I ride Western, but I've now learned how to ride English style, which has been amazing. How have I been doing, by the way? What do you think? You're doing great, baby. Thanks. You're very good. Thank you. Yeah, I like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> but she's <laughs> she's the champion rider, and um and horses are really dear to our heart, you know. And we're always going to have horses in our life, you know. Maybe one day we'll even have our own stable and teach people how to really connect with horses on a mm-hmm. deeper spiritual level. Yeah, I would love that. And for rehabilitation and all the things we talk about, but literally, I wanted us to be. I wanted to propose to her in nature and around horses, and uh, we found this. You know, through our friend, our beautiful friend Hege, and my beautiful friend Mikiel, her husband, um, Erickson, we literally, um, they had this beautiful state and this beautiful land out in nature with the horses. And it was the perfect, perfect place for me to propose. But she had no idea what was coming. I, you know, and I always throw parties all the time. Like I always threw Halloween parties and I throw, you know, all kinds of gatherings with people. So it was like my summer gathering in nature, inviting some friends. Um, Couldn't put a bunch of friends because I didn't want it to leak out into the press. And, uh, you know, just really make it intimate with family and just really a couple friends here and there. And I wanted it to have like a dress for her. And, you know, so we got my stylist, my stylist Maggie on it. And we got everything together. And with the help of my friends and everyone, it just became this beautiful thing. She thought she was going in this beautiful gown and this summer gathering. Everyone's dressed up for the summer gathering. We, I, you know, brought in a chef to make you know sushi and all kinds of beautiful food. We had a bartender. It was beautiful. And everyone you know, was having this summer gathering. And so we're walking around and then all of a sudden I fall to one knee. And by ourselves, because I'm a spectator type person, I was going to do it like in front of a bunch of people. Grant you, the night before we were invited to a friend's birthday party, which I don't even know how this happened. Uh, my friend Glenn, uh, who's an amazing guy, he was just you just featured, he was just a big star of the Top Gun film. His sister is also a friend of mine. She had and her his and Glenn's girlfriend had a a, a 1960s. What would you call party. that? Party. Birthday party. Birthday party. Yeah. And we were outside and there was this lovely couple and they were talking about how they got engaged and how they're getting married and they're telling about their engagement. And then I heard her talking to them and she was talking about, yeah. And for me, when either I get engaged, I want it to be just me and my man by ourselves. And I was like, oh, scratch that off the list. <laughs> no spectator sports here. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was listening to her conversation of everything and I was like, okay, we're going to make some changes here and we're going to make some changes here. Little did she know that it was happening right after this. And yeah. um, so that I'm really Isn't glad. That that crazy? It's like the happened. universe. Yeah. The universe did that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what did you feel about that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I felt that very much so. It's amazing. That's the only like real conversation we had that evening with uh, like... Like a long conversation. Yeah. Because like at those things, you like tend to like talk small talk. Small talk you know? and the music but was like, way loud. But like that was like a deep conversation that we got. And that was that conversation. I thought that was so, wow. That's, yeah. Yeah, but that then, was but amazing. That, but that made it also so special for me. Because for me, it is between the two of us. It doesn't really have to do with anybody else too. Because I choose you and you choose me and we're choosing each other. And it's just, you know, the two of us connecting in yeah. that way. But your our wedding's not going to be like that, just letting you know. No, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know. Oh, and if anybody's wondering when the wedding will be, we have no idea yet. We so, have no idea yeah, yet. So yeah. we're just going to take it a bit as a stride uh, at the moment and we won't move together at the moment. No. Um, eventually, absolutely, we will. But right now, the kids um, need me in Norway and you're here and we'll have to move back and forth like yeah. we're doing for a yeah. while longer. But then we'll be just... Because that's what everybody's wondering about right now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> of it. Yeah. And we eventually so, will we'll, we'll come together and have our home and you know the family and everything. But we have sure. so much going on in our where we are in our worlds and thus we just have to keep just, you know, doing that back and forth thing. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm looking forward to it uh, coming to an end too. So but, am I. But we're we're doing fine. Yeah. As it is too. Well, I mean, we've survived this long, well, yeah. you know, almost four, what, it's almost four years? Yeah. Three and a half years? Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know? It's great. So, uh, yeah. Well, my beautiful... Fiance, is there anything you want to share with the world? I think we've covered quite a lot, haven't we? I think we have too. Yeah. I'm just very, very happy to be your fiance. And I'm I'm so grateful for having the space in life that I have with you and that we can fulfill each other and that you'll always have my best interest in mind. And that you always see me from my highest potential and make me a better person. And I love you for that. I love you too. And I'm very grateful that I have a girlfriend who can play video games and action figures with me. Build <laughs> and that's forth. basically my best qualities. <laughs> <laughs> Build forth and, and also just deliver the most amazing wisdom and profound knowledge that makes me a better man, makes me a secure man, and also is there to hold me when I'm, when I'm crying and being a little baby and just need someone to just nurture me and, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm excited when we do walk into that wedding together. Um, I'll probably cry like I did when I proposed to you and won't be able I to get too. most of the words out of my mouth, you know, and I'm sure the whole, everyone will be looking at me and I'll just be like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like crybabies. I know, so. we are crybabies. <laughs> I'll never forget the time when we were at, uh, once to go to, uh, what was it? That when I took you on the date in New York City. 
Um, and we want to go oh, God, to that Wicked. Was so funny, yes. Our friend um, Alex Asseline uh, got us these amazing tickets to go backstage and tour the set and everything. And and um, if you don't know the Asseline family, they make those big, big books. They're amazing. And anyway, the coffee yeah. table books, the big <clears> ones, you know. And uh, it was so funny. And he was just like, are you excited? And I'm like, I'm so excited to go because I love Wicked. And I will see that thing no matter how many times for the rest of my life. And we were sitting there <laughs> watching and there was a guy sitting behind us and we just started crying and he and we like were crying so much and then i turned around and he had like look gave us this crazy look <laughs> that was just hilarious so i i'm so excited to try and experience so many things with you on this planet you're yeah. amazing i'm so glad we got to talk to the tribe and share our love with each other and also give you tips about how to have an amazing and fruitful relationship yes until next time tribe remember i love you bye Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, Tribe, no matter what, stay lit.